In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. This year, we have more than 24 Sundays after Pentecost, which means that the Sunday Masses we celebrate from now on until the season of Advent are to be taken from those Sundays after Epiphany, which were passed over earlier this year. That's why today we celebrate the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. Lord, save us, we perish. These were the words of the fearful apostles aboard that ship in the midst of that great tempest in the Sea of Galilee. Imagine the waves breaking over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. The apostles shout to the Lord saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Fear is what blinded these apostles whom Jesus rebuked for having too little faith and too much fear. As we know, fear can lead us all to the dark side, a dark side full of hate, blindness, sin, and suffering. This fear that we are speaking about is not the holy and reverential fear that we exercise towards our good Lord. No, we speak of the fear that is rooted in a lack of trust in God's grace, in His will, and His love. A lot of us fear about our health, or our sicknesses, or death herself. Maybe for some, it is not having enough resources, or maybe that we will not fit in a group of people or in a company. We fear that our children might lose the faith when they grow old. These are quite very reasonable worries. But what makes it bad instead of good is when we make these worries amount so much that we lack confidence in God and His providence. God told the apostles who were probably fishing in the Sea of Galilee that they lacked in their faith. And so might we if the amount of our fears are greater than our faith. When everything seems to fail us and we seem to be the only one with this problem, we must remember, just like those apostles in that boat, that God is always with us. He is always faithful in His promises and will never abandon us as long as we don't abandon Him. However, there ought to be a current fear that we all share during this special moment in our United States history. This fear, although looming throughout all of the 50 states in some way or another, is one type of example that either can be eliminated or removed by our continued faithfulness to and trust in God. This fear may be materialized, may get worse, but with our prayers, our holy hours, 
our sacrifices and efforts that we perform together, it might not even touch us one bit. This fear that maybe most of you guessed already is a useless one. This fear is useless if we all go together as a group and help out our country. This fear which can be eliminated by any citizen aged 18 years or older may be something not to worry about in the end. But if we don't all help out and complete a certain lawful duty, this fear will fall upon us, on our children, those around us, and will forever haunt us. This fear, my dear faithful, is no other than fearing for a negative outcome in the midterm elections this coming Tuesday. It could really happen. This tempest, which surrounds us on every side, and even augmented by a failing bankrupt world economy that does not recognize our Lord as the great economist of grace and salvation. This tempest that is augmented by so much lies, deceit, evil ideologies, might be a similar tempest to those of the holy apostles rocking in that boat, although their Lord was right beside them. We as a nation know that we must morally choose the good and avoid the evil and persevere in the good. But this evil seems to be winning on every side, discouraging us left and right. But thanks to our good Lord in this great nation is gifted with so many others who wish to spread forth and defend and protect the kingdom of Christ and Christ's reign which is being exercised now not later we are a part of that great society of Christ that can make a great victory by our much necessary and much needed participation in voting for good leaders that will help protect the life of unborn souls and of course the dignity of the human being good leaders who will support the family and to protect the lawful marriage of between one man and one woman and subsidiarity in local state and national institutions working for the common good where human rights are protected as faithful Catholics we should not fear but rather be confident in our Lord and his will for us we must be reminded that our Catholic faith must always reject and oppose intrinsically evil actions. And we can avoid evil in world when we vote for officials and leaders that will help us in defending innocent human lives from the moment of conception until natural death. This basic and most important belief is now being attacked so much more that it becomes so important that we go out to vote coming Tuesday, rain or shine or snow. Two years ago, if you remember, dear faithful, we had witnessed elections of people. People predicted 
to lose by artificial sources of information who have definitely helped in assuring pro-life politicians be elected to important positions. And that is why it is all the more necessary for us to go Tuesday to help keep those people in office who help then in legislating measures or executing laws that assure the protection of life, the sanctity of marriage, and other very important issues. The Catholic Church states that we have a moral obligation to promote the common good through the exercise of our voting privileges. It would be a shame if we, through laziness or through apathy for our government, fail to go to the voting place this coming Tuesday. Providentially today, we see in the epistle that St. Paul wrote something that we ought to be mindful of. He lists a certain number of violent passions, in particularly adultery, murder, theft, and calumny. But the epistle reserves a very special warning for sins against charity. We need to hear this warning because it would be uncharitable to our neighbor to neglect them in some removed way by our negligence in voting for leaders and officials who could have helped protect those same neighbors against evil things, against uncatholic legislation. But we say to others that we just couldn't get to go to the polling place. If there are leaders that get elected who do not protect our faith, nor the innocent, nor the family, because of us not voting, then we would be regretting the next few years of government, dear faithful, and how this can truly lead our people further to the dark side, becoming more and more difficult to vote for better leaders in the future. This dark side leads to anger, it leads to hate, and leads, may God not permit, persecution of the faithful. May we pray that it never comes if it be God's will. St. Paul teaches us today that we owe no man anything but to love one another, to do good. Charity conquers all, dear faithful. Our love for God overcomes all these tempests, whether it is the ecclesial tempest we are in right now, or the political one, or even our personal ones in our families. Our love for our neighbor, by making sure to vote these neighbors in whom we love Christ, overcomes then the tempests which arise from dissensions. So let us love our country and our government and participate in the civic duties that we are bound to do so, such as voting this coming Tuesday. If we are physically or morally capable of not voting Tuesday, let us try our best to go and make a holy hour or to stop by at St. Mary's for prayer that the election may be pleasing to God. Christ assists us, just like he did in the calming of the tempest, that 
really bad storm in the Sea of Galilee. We remember that He will protect His church in all storms and persecutions up to the end, and that we should willingly follow Him just like the winds and water that obeyed Him. Let us not look with indifference, dear faithful, at the wonders of God's omnipotence and benevolence, but raise our prayers in love to God. We of little faith, let us ask God to increase it all the more. And let us ask God to increase our love for Him, our neighbor, and our country. He who has redeemed us by His blood, let us serve Christ in holiness and in justice, so that we may come to that happy and eternal home. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.